Because some Darren didn't mention Bobby was the number two overall pick in the 2019 draft. And your dad was actually the number one pick. Is that right? Number number three. Number three pick. Okay, so you did beat him there. Yeah. and You were drafted one spot higher than him. That was the first thing kind of my mom said whenever I got the call. Everything happened, and then we're kind of everything, everyone's settling down. She's like, hey, you beat dad there. (laughs) Yeah. So that was was pretty cool. Today is one of those days where I, I, the, the young man that we're going to interview today is, is a kid. He's a kid. I, was I, he, I always know him as a kid. Uh, I, I grew up with this with this kid. Uh, got to know his father extremely well. Uh, got to know his mom extremely well. Just the, the family as a whole. And, you know, he's on the path of superstardom. But I still remember him as my little dude. <laughs> like this is my little dude. He's he he was phenomenal athlete as a kid, and he's and he's even that much greater now. And uh, I know he's. We always talk about. Um, I'm always talking about this kid as being one of the, someone that's going to be great. But his family background is what's made him who he is today. Uh, and and I watched him from from day one just sprout up and just become a mature young man. And the kid I'm talking about is Bobby Wood Jr. And, uh, man, it brings, like, I'm emotional, man. I know dad, dad's here in the background. Yep. yep. But make sure we don't say anything we're not supposed to say. Yeah, I know. Make sure I don't <laughs> say something crazy. But I'm talking eight years, seven, eight years old. I mean, I've, we've been around each other. And, and we, we deplore, there was a period of time we played. My son, Jaden, played on the same team. And uh, your dad was the coach. And Rusty Greer was the coach as well and our families were all joined at the hip man and and it's it's just a special time for for it's a special day for me man so i'm sitting here with you and i've watched you grow up all these years and now here we are and we're doing an interview with you and uh life has changed life is different man so our guest today on the show on the one shot podcast is bobby witt jr bobby how you doing brother doing great thank you for having me it's just you telling all that uh, stories and everything, it just brings back some, a lot of good memories. And just now, now I'm here, and so it's there's a, it's a long journey, but it's just even he, you listen, hearing you say that stuff, it's bringing back. A lot you know of what? Memories. One thing I will say is, you know, sometimes you always say the kid went through, you know, oh he wasn't that good, and then he got better, and then you know we go through those stories. You know, those stories we have, like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember playing with yeah. Johnny and. You know, or, or Michael Jordan, he wasn't that good in high school. And then all of a sudden he sprouted and he became Michael Jordan, right? That was never the case. Like, you were always damn good. <laughs> like, you never, <laughs> there wasn't any time where you, I sat there and watched you as a kid grow up. And, and you know, I, I'm sure you've dealt with a lot of adversity, but mm-hmm. you were always gifted. Like, God made you a baseball player. He made your father a baseball player. And then he made you a baseball player. How have you... You know, I always felt like the game sort of came easy to you. Has it always come easy to you? I felt like just as a kid, like you said, God gave me these talents. It just always was something that I wanted to do and mm-hmm. that I knew that I wanted to do was play baseball. And so just with my family and how they go about things, they always wanted to be the best at everything they did. And that's kind of what I set my mindset to at a, at a young age was I want to be the best baseball player I can be and I, I played baseball basketball football mm-hmm. but I really I always knew baseball was 
was where my heart is at. And so I think things, yeah, came easy because I was blessed with some talents, but also just the mindset I had going towards what I was trying to do was just try to be, be the best teammate, be the best player, be, be coachable, be everything. And then I think buying into all those things at a young age helped me get to where I'm at now and it made things a lot easier where as so as you there's a lot of like mental breakdowns people have like going through this this stage of baseball or whatever it is and so I think just knowing that I wanted to do this at such a young age it made me put my mind towards it and just kind of that's where I put my hard work I put my Mm -hmm. hard work into school and everything else but baseball it was it was there and I think that just once I had my mindset there then I just wanted to just keep going and try to take off at that. Right. Yeah. So what was it about baseball? Because, you know, Darren and I talk about this. I mean, hitting a baseball is one of the hardest things you can possibly do in sports, especially when they start throwing curveballs. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's when most of us drop out, right? That's when most of us are, are you know, we go put a helmet yeah. on because it's too difficult to hit a curveball. What was it about baseball for you that you just gravitated towards? I just think it's – it was just the game where, like in football, you're – I played receiver in football and you're kind of, you got the one-on-one moments where it's you and the DB and but you still got to get the ball thrown to you. But in baseball, it's you versus the pitcher. It's mm-hmm. you playing shortstop, playing in the field. You you never know when the ball is going to come to you, kind of like the other sports, but it's just, you're always in the in the game at all times, whether you're at, you're at the plate, you're in the dugout, you always got to be watching, just looking to see like the pitcher, what he's doing. And I think that I just love that about yeah. it. And you're always, and you're playing for your team as well. And mm-hmm. sometimes... In other sports, you could just be like an individualized, but really when it came to baseball, it was it was you versus the pitcher, you versus whatever it was, and then you're playing for the team. And I just, at a young age, I just fell in love with yeah. it. And I guess with my dad playing it, and it's always like I wanted, I wanted to be like him when yeah. I grow up. And so that's really whenever I truly fell in love with the game, and, yeah. and that's why I'm still playing it here today. Yeah, so let's, so let's go back. You brought your dad's name into this, uh, Bobby Witt Sr. You brought him into this, and I want to go back to your childhood. You know, I, I, I watched, you know, I was a part of that early on in your childhood but and, and know your family well, but give us a little background about what was the family dynamics like? You know, mom and dad, uh, of course, were, were the mainstays, but you have two sisters? Three. Three sisters. Mm. So give us a little of the dynamic of, of the family back then. Yeah, so the, my mom, she's, I'll start with her. She's the backbone of this family. Yes, she is. So. She's kicking <laughs> everybody's <laughs> ass. Yeah. Every, everybody's ass. She's kicking everybody. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. It, yeah, and if it wasn't for her, I don't think me or my three older sisters would be kind of who we are today. Mm-hmm. And so she was always getting us to practices, whether it was their cheer practices, my baseball practices. And then I guess, well, my dad was still playing. My mm-hmm. sisters, they all had to get places too. But I, when he retired in 2001, I was – like he kind of was closer to me, I feel mm-hmm. like. But just with them having my mom as the backbone and then my dad just he was always my coach. He was always my role model. He was always like my, my best friend kind of growing mm-hmm. up and things. And so just having the, him there for me growing up at playing baseball, it was almost like I always say this is like a cheat sheet having. Mm-hmm. So because he's he has done what I I want to do, play, play professional baseball, play in the big leagues, play all these years. And so that's how. I always kind of piggybacked off them. And then just with our family, just how we work, it's just always bonded and meshed together and just always loved each other, loved our faith. And I think that that's what mm-hmm. got me so, like, just motivated to do do life. And right. so uh, have, having three older sisters, another little cheat sheet as well, just right. they're all having, like, 
three other moms too, so can't can't beat that. Yeah, and this and this is not like three older sisters. Yeah, that, great family, but this is a very competitive family oh, yeah. as well. You know, talk about you know some of the competitive because I know you and your dad used to compete on in a lot of instances, and your mom probably did too oh, yeah. at the same time. But talk about the competitive nature within your household. Yeah, it's just whatever anyone really wanted to do. I always wanted to win, and getting beat by a girl is always obviously right. bad and my <laughs> sisters would beat me at everything and uh, me and Shaylee she's six years older than me we're the closest at age and so she's one that I more so fought with and everything and uh, I just I remember this one moment whenever I think I can't remember how old I was maybe six or seven the first time I ever like really beat her mm-hmm. at something was we're on the track and I was on in a bike and she was running and that was the first <laughs> it was 100, 100 meters but I was riding a bike and I was like oh I beat you she's like oh you're riding a bike but that's that's a moment that's kind of look back at like that's that's how bad I wanted to beat mm-hmm. them and yeah. so but yeah so but it's just it's all it's all love when it comes to that though too so. were your sisters athletes as well you know organized sports that is yeah they all they all did cheer and mm-hmm. so they did that then uh, Shaley she played soccer and the other ones they all ran track some of them played softball so yeah they're always mm-hmm. doing something and so just with. My mom, at one point, I think I can't remember when I was when I was young. All my sisters, everyone was. Shaylee had soccer practice. Someone had cheer practice. I had baseball practice. So it was just that kind of shows you how. And we were able to all get it done. And just financially, we were able to get a lot of things done too. Mm -hmm. With my dad playing baseball and everything, which was a blessing. So we never really had that those hardships. And I know I've heard a lot of stories and just from the past and just playing game now with guys coming from Dominican and other things, mm-hmm. not having everything, I, I was always kind of gifted with things. And sometimes I like look back at it and maybe th- think about that. That pushed me even more because mm-hmm. I know kids didn't have anything and I had the mm-hmm. thing. So right. might as well use the resources while I have them and go out there and just try to be the best. Cause I have things that other people don't, don't mm-hmm. have. And so that's, that's such a good mentality because it's, it'd be easy to go the opposite direction. You know, I have everything, so I don't have to work that hard. But you took it the opposite way. You said, no, I have been gifted these things, so I'm going to work hard to honor those gifts. That's awesome. You mentioned your dad, and, and Darren mentioned your dad playing. You said he retired in 2001? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, so I was so what, how were you? You were one. Okay, so you didn't grow up in the locker rooms or the mm-hmm. clubhouse or whatever mm-hmm. like that. Okay. Do you remember anything about, you know, your dad's – I mean, I'm, maybe you all watched some video or something like that. What was that like growing up with, yeah, I've with seen a major video. league father? Yeah, just some video and stuff, mm-hmm. and now, like – during COVID and stuff, they had like old games being played oh, on yeah. MLB Network. So a couple of his, his games were on there, oh, just nice. seeing that. And then I always he'll always like if something pops up on Twitter or something, be like, "Oh, dude, look at this nasty slider! Oh, <laughs> you, you'd never be able to hit this. Can't, can't hit that. This key." I love that. So it's all it's all fun and games there. Yeah. And then he has one big league home run, and so and he always will bring that up too. And right? How many big league home, how many home runs do you have in the show? And none. None. Just yeah. want to be a home run hitter. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't hopefully, wait. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we can change wait. that. I'm calling you too. Because yeah. something Darren didn't mention, Bobby was the number two overall pick in the 2019 draft, and yeah. your dad was actually the number one pick. Is that right? Number, number three. Number three pick. Okay, so you did beat him there. Yeah, and that's you were drafted one spot higher than him. That was the first thing, kind of, my mom said whenever I got the call. Everything happened, and then we're kind of everything. Everyone settling down. She's like, "Hey." beat dad there yeah <laughs> so that, was, that was pretty cool that moment that's funny. Yeah. yeah it's a funny. shame that i did not mention that fact that he was the number two draft you just in, you just skated right over yeah, the fact that we're true that that is true but hey I, look I, i'm still a little upset with your father though and, and I, I got a little story to tell you so 
it was at practice, and it was I think you guys at the time were maybe third or fourth grade. Maybe third grade when 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 they start playing eight we were about eight nine years old when yeah. we were playing with D bat right when with the Mustangs yeah, early on ten nine yeah yeah nine ten years old somewhere in there and I'm at practice and Rusty's coaching and Dad is Bobby Witt seniors coaching as well and all the kids are Talk out there. Talk about a heck of a coaching staff. Oh, by you're the way. a hell of a coaching Good staff, night. man. And then me. <laughs> and you, you <laughs> well, coach too? No, I'm helping. Uh, I'm helping one day. What I'm did out. you do? Well, hold on, now. Let me tell the story. <laughs> so we're out there, and he's doing ground. He's hitting ground balls to everybody, and there weren't enough kids, so the balls would go. There weren't oh, enough gosh. coaches, so the ball, he hit ground balls, and they'd go behind you guys. You guys would miss something. And I was grabbing the ball, and I was throwing it back to him. <laughs> And I remember the look he gave me when I threw the ball. He was like, oh, my God. Just embarrassed. Oh, and then he's like, you sad need, for you. You need to stick the football. <laughs> like, and I, was, I still remember that yeah. day <laughs> because it scarred me for life, man. Uh, I didn't ever want to throw a baseball around anybody. Really? Because your dad That's scarred me That's a pivotal moment day. in your life, dude. Yeah, that was a raw it's moment. It's hard man. to throw it's the still baseball. Scarred. It, <laughs> still scarred by it, man. So I just want to let you know that. Uh, but, hilarious. man, those are, you know, again – Going back, man, I want to I want to stick to, you know, the, the foundation of who you are because there's so many kids that are listening right now, mm-hmm. um, that are and parents that are listening. Uh, I, I want to talk about the foundation, or I, I want to talk about your experiences in in select baseball and in club baseball. Uh, let's talk about that because we hear a lot from parents who are, are a little torn on: Do I want to get my kids in in the in the club baseball? Do I want them to play multiple sports? What were, what were your thoughts and your experiences in just, in playing club? And, and before you answer, what is select? For somebody's listening yeah. to this, they don't even know what that means. What is club? What is select baseball? What does that even mean? Yeah, so like select the club baseball, whatever you want to call it, it's just kind of that's your your travel team, and mm-hmm. so. That's the team you're kind of playing with throughout the summer or throughout the spring if you're not in high school or whatever, if your middle school doesn't have a team. And so that's kind of the team. It's, it's almost nowadays it's pick and choose mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. But then kind of they would have tryouts back then, and then you made a team do this or that. They, they still do that. And so that's kind of how that, that works. But with my experience, like growing up, I always try to do as many sports as I could. And mm-hmm. I think that trying to be as athletic as possible helped mm-hmm. me and that's what something my dad always kind of told me. And so whenever growing up, I'd play seven on seven as mm-hmm. early as I could. And so I did that. And then whenever in the fall, sometimes our, our baseball team, we would have a basketball team. Like mm-hmm. our, our, sle- our select baseball team would be have a basketball team. So we did mm-hmm. that kind of at a, at a younger age and did that a little bit during the fall. But we still had fall baseball and stuff. So, But that was, I think, something that's that benefited me, playing playing football as long as till my freshman year of high school. And mm-hmm. just – Keep get your mind off baseball for a while because mm. I've I've heard so many stories of kids getting into high school and college and they're just burnt out because yeah. that's all mm-hmm. not even them that's all their parents wanted them to do was just do that and then if that's their choice that's their choice so I think it's more so it got to be the kids' choice in in the long run because you don't want them to be a stud all star baseball player but then they're a junior in high school they're like I've been playing this since I was seven year yeah. round I'm yeah. burnt out and so. Yeah, no. One of my best friends growing up, that's how he was. Mm. He he started specializing early in life and by the time we were in high school, he was like, I'm done. And he was a great player growing up. Mm. And so I'm I'm glad you said that that was your experience was no, I want to play everything. I want to be as well-rounded of an athlete because again, the tendency is to think if I want to be great at something, I, that's all I got to do is do baseball, baseball, baseball. Mm. But what your experience was, 
now those other sports actually enhanced. And again, I, I want to reiterate, you were the number two overall pick. Like, so clearly it worked for you. And so parents out there listening to this thinking that you have to specialize. Now, I'm sure at a certain point, and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, at a certain point in high school, maybe you only played baseball. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, it was more my, uh, I think, after my freshman year, sophomore year was kind of whenever. Right. But until then, yeah, you were until you were doing then, everything. And there's yeah. like the opportunities with doing things with USA Baseball and then other things throughout like the fall whenever I couldn't play, play uh, football or whatever. And then in, in Texas, football, obviously big big yeah. sport and it's yeah. they now they have the f summer mm. summer workouts summer <laughs> seven on seven and then you got the fall fall the season and then you got spring ball and so it's kind of a year-round thing and then I also I did track in middle school too I think that kind of that was during the spring but also mm -hmm. it's during the week and during school just to kind of help you build another and I think team uh like having that the teammates and everything those are the biggest things like right. you know the all all types of sports and I building teammates through football baseball track basketball i think that you can kind of just it makes your finger bigger but it also makes you like just learning about life even more and just mm, right. building those relationships with those guys too so you know through everyone's life you there are adversities and I, maybe i didn't experience yours and see yours firsthand but did you ever go through any adversity maybe it'd be in high school where you struggled and you thought like you actually second guessed yourself to think well maybe this is not what i want to do i honestly the, uh, one of the biggest things that I went through in adversity and was kind of whenever I quit football mm -hmm. my freshman year I I literally I think my dad was actually a little bit upset with me with doing that because I've never really quit anything and I didn't mm. I didn't want to be known as a quitter or whatever and so it was after my freshman year and I got banged up a little bit here and there and then I just I went to my coach like coach's office and I had tears in my eyes like mm. I've never had to do that I was like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play whatever and then I told my mom like I didn't put football in because you had to put your classes in so mm -hmm. early I didn't put it in for my next year and that I was just kind of like distraught like that's I'm done I'm done mm -hmm. with football and I've never and I I honestly growing up I thought I was going to play play mm -hmm. both maybe and then if right. MLB do mm -hmm. that but then yeah so just that was something that was kind of like wow and I felt like I was letting people down because mm -hmm. I know my coach coaches wanted me to play and they were always asking me throughout high school hey you want to come out you right come out? and I was just like sorry I j it's just I had to make, and then that was like a decision I made. It's really set up for baseball. Like now, now that's done. I'm really going to try to mm -hmm. get after this baseball thing. And that's what I kind of did after that. But that was something that really was like, was hard for me. And then that as well. And then it was 2000, I think 16 or 17. It was, I was going to be a junior and then the USA team happened. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I actually got hurt. I had something wrong going wrong with my wrist. And so I wasn't able to make that team. So mm -hmm. I'd have been an underclassman on the 18U national team and they were going to Canada. And just that was something that kind of like set me back. Like, wow, I'd right. injury. There was an injury little little thing. And just and then I saw them, they went out, they won gold. And so that my next, it kind of motivated me like, oh, next year I want to be on this team. Mm. Next year I want to win gold. And that's kind of what happened. Was it, it a chip? Was, like you put a chip on yeah. your shoulder? Yeah, I think so. Both with that and then just quitting football. Like people are saying, oh, you shouldn't have quit or whatever, but then I, it was a chip saying, watch, watch, I'm going to do this in mm -hmm. baseball now. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's kind of how I took that, and as well as with the injury, like, this happened, so now I'm going to build off that, and I'm going to make this happen. Right. Darren right. mentioned it earlier. Was baseball always easy for you? Were you always, and I'm not looking for humility, I mean, were you always one of the better players in, in every league that you played in, every tournament you went to? Was, was it always pretty easy for you? I think I was always good, but 
Growing up, I was, stop. stop. <laughs> no stop, humility dude. here. Stop. <laughs> Growing we went, up, <laughs> we went to where was it? Uh, it was Fort, uh, in Florida. Where was it in Florida? Fort My is it Fort Myers or not Fort Myers? Where's the tournament that that uh, uh, Orlando? In, no, it's in like your Jupiter. Junior, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yeah, yeah. We go to Jupiter. This how is old are they, how old are they at this point? You're you're a junior at this yeah. point. Okay, and. My son's playing on, on, on another team, and the best of the best are out there, man. They, I mean, this is some good baseball. Like, we play club baseball, select baseball these years and at the, at the highest level majors. But you go to Jupiter, and you're seeing – I can't remember how many scouts. Bobby, how many scouts are there, man? There's a hundred. Hundreds Jeez. of scouts. And they're in these golf carts, right? And these kids got to perform, man. You guys – I mean – they got to perform. They're 17, uh -huh. 16, 17, 18 years old, and they got to perform. And I remember watching, and I, again, I've, I've known this kid for so long, right? And there's never been a time where I sat there and go, oh, he, this moment is too big. It's not too big. It was never too big. And I know you're being humble by this, <laughs> and maybe it is. Maybe you had some of your own doubts, but for those that were watching you from afar, there was a smoothness, a calmness. And, a, and someone who I always looked at you and said, like, these moments aren't too big. Like, matter of mm -hmm. fact, I think you kind of cherished the moment when someone was throwing 98 and you had to come up to bat. Like, you drug your bat to the, up to the plate like, yeah, I got this. Like, there, there was a confidence. And I, and I think that's – I'm not sure if that's from your father or, or where you got that from, but I've never seen I – mean, I've never seen you waver in your confidence at any level. Yeah, I just think that's just – Comfort level. Yeah. Whenever I'm playing baseball, that's whenever everything just kind of eases out. I feel like I get more nervous when I was when I was trying to get ready for a test or something in school. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I don't know what it was, but it was just it's something about just being on the field, and then everything just kind of calms down. And because mm. it's been the same game I've been playing since I was five, six years old, so all the reputation, all the work that I've put in, it that was the preparation for that. And I think that. The biggest like moment for me was whenever so far is when I was doing the high school home run derby mm -hmm. during the all star, star game during yeah. the, that and so there's fifty thousand however many people and then millions of people watching and then I, I was kind of nervous the night before everything but then the day of it just all went away and I got out there in the box I kind of gave the stadium a little glance and everyone just started everyone was already on their feet already just because uh -huh. they, they had the crowd going and then like it just felt felt right, right. it right. felt that's the big lights, that's, I, that's it just yeah. felt normal. So, and then also with going back to this past year, the Futures game, playing in Coors, Coors, State, Coors Field in Colorado, big league stadium, there's mm -hmm. 20,000 people there. And everyone, like, I'm just talking to all these guys, these Future Game All-Star, minor league All-Stars, and they're just like, yeah, I'm nervous here. And I'm just like, wow, this this feels normal. Like, right. going up there with the fans and everything, it just, it just, I don't know what it is. It's just kind of, I think, instilled in me. Just I guess it's either from my parents or just, I guess in the genes or whatever. So, right. But that's fascinating. That's what it is. Yeah, it is. That's fascinating to be in that moment and think this is where I'm supposed to be. Because mm -hmm. that was always what held me back in baseball. Not that I was ever going to be a major league player, but was just I, I lack confidence when I win the box. It was always that doubt of like, oh, I'm going to be able to hit. And what you know, sounds like for you, like it's just this is what I do. There's it's no big deal. All right, I want to take a quick minute to talk about our partner, Choctaw Casino and Resort. Uh, we are really, really humbled uh, and grateful to be a partner for them. If you've listened to the show for any amount of time, uh, you've heard how great 
the resort is there, how great the casino is, the new expansion. They've doubled in size, 3,000 new slots. They've got unbelievable sports bar. They've got unbelievable restaurants, unbelievable movie theaters, arcades for kids. It is endless, the things that they've not only improved but added. Um, but it's just an the, the experience that they provide is second to none. Choctaw Nation has done an incredible job with the community, with philanthropy, with support. Um, they have just done incredible things. So we are extremely humbled and grateful to partner with Choctaw Casino and Resort. Make sure, I know you know it, but it's just a short drive of 75. Go check them out. And now back to the episode. Yeah, and I think that it comes to with also, like, seven times out of 10, you're going to fail anyway. So yeah. it's just knowing like how to get rid of the failure in your brain and be okay with failure. And so I think being able to, at, at a young age, having my dad there and just learning that at such a young age, I feel mm. like it just became repetition for me. And yeah. so where, so guys are learning this in double A or something where yeah. I felt I learned that when I was 14 years old in middle school. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that, man, that's, that's, that's special. That's a learning lesson right there yeah. for a parent. Yeah. As well, like for, for including myself, I, I you know, having a football background, not really having, you know, having played baseball as a kid, but not at a really competitive level. You know, I, I remember telling my son, Jaden, like he'd strike out the kid would be, you know, he'd see a kid that's throwing 90. And I'm like, man, that kid's throwing, I understand you're striking out. Now this kid's throwing 70 and he struck you out. And I'm like, how the hell does that happen? <laughs> like failure to me was like, you don't fail. You know what I mean? You just mm-hmm. because in football, you fail, you just go harder. You know what I mean? You, mm-hmm. just, you can't do it. It's almost it, – it, if you can't do it in basketball, then you play tougher defense. If you can't, your shot's not falling, you figure it out, and you go hard and hard. In baseball, man, you have to, like, understand that it's, it's a part of the game. And yeah. for parents that are, that are listening to the show, man, let those kids just play. Mm-hmm. Let understand, like you just said it right now, seven out of ten times you're going to fail. It's those three times that you, you're a Hall of Famer if you're hitting 300, yeah. brother, you know? And I think that goes to the kids and the parents. Yeah, that's the hard thing about baseball, though, is, like, you're right. You do fail seven out of ten times. And yeah. for most of us in regular life, that's – Yeah, that's not good. That sucks. I don't yeah, want to fail seven out of ten yeah. times. Seven out of ten. <laughs> cold calls. That right. You well, actually, in cold calling, that's actually a pretty good ratio. <laughs> but <laughs> but my point is, like, for you to grasp that at a young age, that's special. And, and again, I know you've got great family, and that speaks to your parents. Uh, because I'm imagining that's what hold that's what separates a lot of kids growing up is mm. the ones you know the confidence level. There's a lot of talented people, but the ones that can separate can be really confident going in. So when did you start knowing? You know, it was always a dream and a goal of yours to play in the bigs or to get drafted. When did that really click that this is a, a real possibility for me? I would say freshman year of high school mm. and just. Because that's when, it, right before, kind of leading up to that summer, going into freshman year of high school, just because that was the first summer really traveling a lot more, doing a lot of things in select ball and uh, going in. And then I committed to the University of Oklahoma my freshman year. And so Jeez. after after doing that, like the next step, college baseball is professional baseball. So then that that point, I feel like it was like, oh, I got this scholarship now. Let's do the next thing, which uh-huh. is try to work for the draft. Because high school players in baseball, you can get drafted. And so – that's what the next, the next thing was, and that's that's what I had in front of me. I had I was playing football that year, but then the following year, I knew that the draft is what I want to mm. do, and so that's kind of what I had my mind mindset on, and that's what I was working for. Did you have someone that came in that 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 outside of your family? Was there someone that that inspired you or said something to you that that 
put you that made you think, man, I I should get drafted or I can get drafted. Is someone like a scout or someone in USA baseball say, man, you're going to get drafted. You're not going to college. I would say my uh, summer coaches, Brandon, mm-hmm. Brandon Goins and uh, Ryan Nelson, they always were, they had some guys get drafted from their older teams. And they always told me like, you're going to be good. You're going to be good. And then those guys, those two guys really throughout, like I say, 13 to like 16 years old were there. And they mm-hmm. were always telling me like, that's, that's your goal. You're going to be a big leaguer. This is this is what you're going to do. Just keep keep doing it. And they kind of pushed me as well as as my my dad and my mom. They he's he's harder on me than any anyone. He's, <laughs> after a bad game, I'll go. I'm still getting phone calls. So. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yes, that, I think that that benefit that benefited Absolutely. me too. Just right. growing up with that and just hard, being trying to be as hard nosed as possible. Him yeah. being mm-hmm. from Massachusetts, my dad, and so he was grew up with not a lot, and so now he's trying to instill that into me. And I think he. He did as as much as he could, and so I, I, I have that going for me. And then just like I said, those coaches really, really w- was it. Just uh-huh. them kind of hinting it to me. Never really told me uh-huh. you're gonna do it, but they always told me like kind of like you have the chance. You, right. you can. You it's it's in your it's in your hands now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so that encouragement from them or those comments from them propelled you forward. That's what I'm hearing. That actually motivated you to work even harder as opposed to oh dude you're good you're, you're gonna be good one day like you're mm. gonna draft for sure that could be like oh i can take the foot off the gas but for yeah. you no that was a foot on the accelerator yeah and also with that with these things called perfect game rankings i know that these all these publications come out it's all on paper i always looked at it as it's all on paper mm-hmm. and it's it's not real until it actually happens and so they had me listed as the number one rated player when i was freshman in high school and so mm. i was like all right now that that happened. Let's now make that actually happen and mm-hmm, be yeah. the number one rated player yeah. whenever. That, that didn't bother you, huh? That awesome. didn't, it wasn't like a, a, the weight of the world that you felt like you had to carry that weight. Yeah, there was some, I guess, pressure just being in that spot. But I, I looked at it as like I want to keep that spot now. Right. And so wow. I know these publications. Who knows who's writing them? Could be doing whatever. But it's just kind of like more motivation. It just right. kind of added to the fire. Just wanted to be just with. Oh, maybe. He's already got it. He's gonna kind of back it off, but yeah. I think it, it flipped a switch. Right. Yeah, that's that's the the normal reaction is I'm good. I'm just gonna coast through. But yeah. that's so amazing that you responded that way. So I guess you did pay attention to rankings and th- I mean, I'm judging by the 30 minutes I've known you, it doesn't sound like you put a whole lot of stock into it. But you were aware of the rankings and what people were saying about you and things like that. Yeah, I had the the Twitter, the social media, and everything, and like our team whoever on there posting about it like oh we have these guys on our team and those things and so yeah I was aware of it seeing just and then also just seeing guys you're playing against really being able to kind of compare oh is this guy really Mm -hmm. as good as like if you're playing oh the number two player in the country let's see how he how he is and that kind of just really see if what these public publicators are talking about do you remember the name Joe Maurer you you might be too do you know that name do you know Joe Maurer he was a catcher for the twins back in the early 2000s Uh middle 2000s he was a absolute – I don't know if you knew about his high school career at all. So he was a football and baseball player in high school. And his he started all four years on varsity. And entire four years he struck out one time. Wow. His entire four-year high I school career. I saw that on something. Mm. And the pitcher kept the ball. Yeah, it <laughs> struck him struck out. Him out. Oh, wow. And so when I say that, I bring that up. I'm, I'm wondering for you, like, how did your teammates treat you? What did your opponents say when they were going against the number one player in the class? So the – did you get anything like that where people like? Oh, I, I, <laughs> high school baseball. I knew they used to say things. Oh, to I'm you. sure they were yeah, killing you. Yeah, yeah. And 
the fans would be chirping a little bit. Yeah. Even even parents yeah. too. And uh, whenever oh we're playing gosh. our rivals or whatever, like at the overrated chant and all yeah. that stuff. Oh, but man. that that stuff also kind of fired me up. It was I love like, it. It I didn't really look into it. Like I'll look in the stands, listen to it, but like I knew what was going on, and it's almost like that also kind of yeah. sparked sparked a little switch to me. And so those things are are fun to look back at, mm-hmm. and I think that's also motivation cause, because you look at it like. If they're not chanting your name or saying this and that against you, then then you I guess you're not not anybody. They so just said yeah. that the other day. They said if you're getting criticism, that means you're kind of doing something. Yeah, you're doing something. Yeah. And baseball is unique because in football, fans yell at us. You can't hear individuals yeah, um, and what. Right. I mean, you can a little bit, I guess, going to the locker room. But baseball, you hear everything. I mean, you're yeah. standing on that on deck circle. You got the fans right by. You hear everything. What's can you think of a funny or, or, a, or a clever – what's one of the funniest things a fan ever heckled you with? There was one this year, and there's always stuff with saying my dad, oh, you'll never be good as your dad, blah, 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 <laughs> sure, this. Sure. And then, but this year we were in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, playing double-A, and a fan – these fans were chirping, chirping. I think it was like Thirsty Thursday or something, so these fans <laughs> are – they're gone up in the stands. But the, this dude yells, Bobby, he's listening – like all my high school stats, I listen to all that stuff. And then he goes, Bobby Wood Jr., Gatorade Player of the Year, more like Powerade Player of the Year. And I just thought, I thought that was, was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Did you acknowledge it? Did you give him a wave? It was like, we're, either they were winning by a lot, it was late in the game or something. I kind of just yeah. did a little head nod at him. I, was like, I, was, I love that. That was, that was a good clever. one. Some of those baseball fans, but they get creative. Oh, They'll they go do. back on your Facebook. Well, yeah. in my time, Facebook yeah. page. Now, if you Instagram, I'm yeah, sure, and Twitter. My girlfriend. Oh, for that sure. Stuff. But it's, it's, I think it's it's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, let's get into the day you got drafted. Again, we teased it. You're mm-hmm. the number two overall pick. You knew as a freshman in high school, this is this is real. This is something I want to do. This is what I want to go through. I'm always fascinated by people when they achieve the goal, whatever it is that they're after, their whole life, whatever it is they're going for, when they achieve that goal, I'm always fascinated by what that feels like. So for you, did it live up to your expectations? Did, it, did you play it up more than what it actually felt like? What was that day like when you got that call? Yeah, so it started out just I woke up, it was a normal morning, and then it kind of started to set in just knowing, like, oh, the TV was on, MLB Network was playing. Like, they're showing, like, the, the whatever it was, like the clips of in, in the past and just mm-hmm. watching those kids and just how happy they were just to hear their name called. And I was like, oh, this today's today's the day that I might hopefully hear my name called. Oh, and so – just with my my dad and my other agent, those are my agents that were there, just kind of doing the, all their stuff. And I didn't really know where I was going to go because mm-hmm. it was kind of there was publications and all that stuff coming out. Oh, I could be going one, two, three, four. Who knows? And yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, not to pause you, but but what is that? Like? How much feedback do you get? Because mm-hmm. they give grades in football. You know, we think you're right. a first round pick. Is it yeah. the same thing in baseball? Yeah, they pretty, give yeah, you they an idea. Your, they have their mock drafts. They have everything. They have okay. the analysts on it and everything. So, but with throughout that day, I didn't. It was it was still unknown whether I was going to be who what didn't know what team and mm-hmm. so I literally knew maybe right after the first pick the player was taken Adley Russian was taken one by the Orioles right after his name was called I get a call from the scouting director of the Kansas City Royals and I was that's that's the moment whenever it just kind of like <laughs> hit me just my phone was on the table and just seeing it like light up vibrate I was like wow this is like this is like in the Holy movies mm. and so. I answered it, and he was like, you ready to be a Royal? And I was like, yes, let's go. Wow, and then wow. hung up, and then that was the first time, like, 
I really had like tears of joy in my yeah. eyes and that's for it. Like it hit me there. And so at that moment, that's when I was like, wow, this is, I've never had that, that feeling before. Who'd you and, have in the room, your family, your immediate families, you have anyone else in the room? Yes. Yeah, so I had all, all family, sisters, everyone. And then my whole high school team was there cause we mm. were still in the playoffs and a lot of guys like summer coaches were there and mm. a bunch of just family friends and just everyone that was supporting me throughout the journey. I feel like, mm. I feel like should be there because they're, right. they're all a part of it. And so, and got the call, did that. And then just, just, I had a little earpiece in, so I heard my name get called before. Mm. And then, and then it happened on the TV. And oh. it was just my family <laughs> yeah. around me, just giving That's me hugs. Cool. It was, it was, yeah, I wish I could relive that moment, but it was so, I can just, I can, I can relive it anytime right. I want yeah. to. I feel like it's yeah. just yeah. instilled in my brain and just, it's incredible. Yeah. So, go ahead. I'll just say baseball is unique. And again, I, I'm just speaking from an outsider, but baseball is unique in the fact that the draft, it, they call it signability, right? Where, you know, a kid may be super talented, but he doesn't go in the first round because they're not sure, you know, maybe he's going to cost too much or the slot, you know, you're given a certain number for each slot, you know, that's, that's drafted. And so it's an interesting draft because yeah. the best player is not necessarily the one that goes top of the draft. So from that perspective, was there any doubt at all? Like you knew talent wise, you should have been one of the top picks, but was there any doubt at all as far as, well, maybe I will slip or slide just because of, you know, I have all this leverage either go to college or go play pro ball. Yeah. There was always some things like, Oh, maybe I might go here or there, but I, I really knew that there was always like other options like throughout the draft that I knew that there may be, Oh, this could happen or, mm -hmm. or whatever. But I just, I knew that I never really had the, the thought of, the thought was there of going to college, but mm. I look at it as like, what do you want? If you want to go to college to be a doctor, you go to college to be a doctor, and I want to be a baseball player. So that right. that starts with the minor oh, okay. leagues. Okay, mm. so yeah, that's, that's a good way to look I, at it. Yeah, I, I put that, and I knew that this is what I wanted to do. I mm. wanted yeah. to play baseball, and then financially, it it worked out perfectly, and everything. And so it was just everything fell into place. So I never really looked at the like the the bad yeah the right. bad in it. Did you, Did you have a Oh, go well, did you have a, a, um, a round that if, okay, if I don't get drafted by this round, I am going to go to school. Was there any thought like that? Or was it like, no matter where I go, I'm going to, I'm going to play. Yeah. I never just with the stuff that came out, I just kind of had an idea that yeah. I was probably gonna get yeah. drafted. So, right. uh, I never really right. thought, thought of anything. Did else. you have to designate that? Did you get to tell Cole? I mean, did they ever ask you, the scouts ask you, Hey, are you, you know, are you contemplating yeah, going out to college? So you just let them know. I would always no. throw it in there. Like, yeah. It was a dream of mine to go to play Oklahoma. That's where right. my parents went. It's where two of my sisters went. I just love, grew up Oklahoma football fan, Oklahoma mm -hmm. fan. And so that they knew they knew that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like a little leverage, but they also knew like, I told, I told whenever they came in for like your in-home visits and everything, like it, I want to play baseball. That's, mm. that's my goal in life. And so they knew that, but then they also knew I'm not, I wouldn't be ashamed of going to play mm -hmm. baseball at the University of Oklahoma. Like that's, that's also, these are both my dreams. I got a win-win scenario right here right. and so you kind of got to do that with with some leverage to right. have yeah. whenever teams yeah, are it's such a it's it such an interesting mind it, game it is okay so you get drafted <laughs> and you're still in your, your baseball team still in the playoffs right so you have even how many more games do you have left in the playoffs two two or three more games left we had uh yeah the state tournament <laughs> so two state tur yeah you're playing high school <laughs> and you're the number two overall wow yeah go ahead dude you can tell me nothing <laughs> That's what, That's what My I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, would have been all <laughs> Dude, you hit a bomb. I'm just holding up the number two as I run around the bases. 
<laughs> but okay, so that happens. You go and you finish out the, the your your high school. So how'd you guys end up doing that year? We won state, you took and state. I think yep. that wow, that's that, cool. That was actually like getting drafted off. Also, was my goal, but we fell short the last three years in mm-hmm. my high school, and that's what I always wanted to do is win a state championship. And right. our high school's never done that. I think they did that once in soccer back in two thousand. So that was that was a goal of mine. I think with having that goal in mind, it helped mm-hmm. me push away all the other noise, the draft noise, the, all this, all that noise, because of, I wanted to help the team win. Right. That's what I think is the best thing for kids nowadays. They always worried about all this publication, all this, that, but the team game is, isn't in there whenever it comes to like the select ball, high school Mm -hmm. ball. But I think whenever you have that, you also play your best as well. Cause whenever you're, you're playing for the team, you're playing for yourself, you're playing for this guy, this guy, and mm-hmm. so that's whenever it makes you your your best because you're playing the game the right way, and right. that's why I kind of put it, and it helped me kind of shoot off. Uh, can I can I bottle up your mentality? I've got a five year old son. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to him when I get home. <laughs> that's amazing, man. That you, you you're the number like you're the guy. I just got drafted. I'm I'm I reached my goal, and yet all I'm thinking about is my teammates and winning the state champ. That is so cool, man. That is such a cool deal. So so you guys win a state championship. When is it that you had to report? They gave me about like two to three weeks just at home just to uh-huh. get get my feet back set underneath mm-hmm. me. And then, then I went out to Arizona and played the Arizona Arizona League that year. Okay, so that was what, three weeks after you – so gradu- – okay, let's, let's walk through. So have you already graduated from high school when you guys were in a, in a tournament? Yes, I think graduation was like May, end of May. And then draft was June third, and then last game was June. So baseball playoffs goes 8th. after the school yeah. Yeah. school yeah. years out, huh? Yeah, interesting. Uh, okay, so you man, that is that's, <laughs> that's a long season. Okay, so you three weeks they give you three weeks, and then you went out. So what was that feeling like when you got to Arizona? Are, are these are these guys that you've played with before? Some guys you played with before, or people are just just new. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know any of the guys out there, and mm-hmm. the team that we had for the Arizona League it was. Me, uh, like five other draft picks that were there because we have there's three kind of affiliates. There's like an advanced rookie ball, mm-hmm. another rookie ball team, and then the the one in the home base, Arizona, where spring training everything is. So they kept me there, and so it was us other five guys that got drafted, and then it was all all Latins and mm-hmm. so players from wherever. And so that was kind of like my first experience with guys being from Dominican, Venezuela. Mm-hmm. I had a guy from. Uh, <laughs> Panama, Mexico, uh-huh. and so really that that was kind of I, think, I thought that was kind of cool because I did the USA stuff, got to play against guys, but uh-huh. never played with them, and uh-huh. and so like first game I'm playing with, it's playing in professional baseball. It's me. I'm playing short. Uh, the guy's playing second, doesn't really speak a lot of English, and then <laughs> guy at third is American. He speaks English. Uh-huh. First baseman doesn't speak a lot of English. Catcher doesn't speak English, and we go off. We have a mound visit, and <laughs> it's just kind of just that's eye opening to just to like. In, incorporate like you got to be able to interpretate with interpret with whatever with all these interpret, guys yeah. what is the word that is interpret. Word. Interpret. Interpret. Yeah. interpret with all these guys and so uh uh just being able but then once you get those guys on your back though once they have your back it's like they're your family and yeah. so just that's what makes the game of baseball even better you're playing with dudes from everywhere like i said and yeah playing the same game that you've been playing and now like you may not be able to speak with them, but you're, you're going to be able to play baseball with them. And then I think that being able to, like, as the season went on and being able to, like, play and they, they like, realizing, oh, he's maybe pretty good and just, right. like, 
playing with them and then doing that stuff, you got their back. And then once that happened, you were able to kind of talk with them where they opened up to you. And then uh -huh. that's whenever things got, things got like a lot of fun. And then that's kind of how the first, first pro season went. Uh -huh. Yeah. There's not a lot of Dominicans in Colleyville, I would imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though? Like in the NFL, it's just how different that is. The NFL, you, you did, you never have those, you know, any you know you don't have to interpret anything it's just yeah. you're speaking pretty much one language and that's well, english you're not doing dealing and, with and the other else. thing about football is you get drafted you're in the league yeah baseball yeah. you've got bus yeah. rides and mcdonald's and like there's a lot of year depending on your career but so what is the era so you went you said you went out to arizona so you got done with your senior season in high school and then you said you went to, out to Arizona. What is that first year like? What is that? What are the different levels, I guess, of minor league baseball? So it starts with like the rookie ball. That's kind of what I was at. And then it goes low A, high A, double A, triple A. And then just rookie ball where I'm, I was at, the AZL, it's kind of more of like an introductory to okay. pro like a transition. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of guys, maybe like they're working on something like that are older, they kind of come back down and a lot of rehabber guys. Like mm -hmm. pitchers will be pitching in that league too, and so you do you do that, and then it's just kind of they wanted me there because we had our trainer there, and mm -hmm. I'd, I'd play two games at short, have an off day, DH day, off day, and so they kind of had me on a hmm. strict schedule because I played almost I think fifty games or so during uh, high yeah. school season, right. and, then, mm -hmm. and I think I played another forty throughout the first season. So wow, and but it was I felt like I'd get more be more tired but just i think it just that adrenaline just yeah. on playing professional baseball yeah, this now is your just dream. kept going yeah. so that first year is it possible to advance to single a ball after that or are you just in rookie ball the entire year there's no that's just where you are yeah there's guys that go up there are to that there's guys been drafted and been pitching in the world series that's true Aaron that's Finnegan a good point yeah. the Royals, yeah. he did that and so it really just depends on like the royals were they're they're kind of in a rebuild so there's no rush for me sure mm -hmm. away and so and they kind of told me that oh you'll probably just be here your first mm -hmm. year and just kind of settle in and do that and there's times they told me i might go to the advanced rookie ball teams because they're making a playoff push but then they're just kind of like oh no we want you back down mm -hmm. here so it's kind of i was like i want to get out of here now like towards yeah. the end but then it was it was it was their ultimate you got to be frustrating yeah. then at times i mean you have some frustration going through that process right yeah just a little bit but i knew like this is this is, a, this is a job now. It's a business. Yeah. So I right. just trust what, what they think and just go about it. What, what did a day look like that first year? Like, what you wake up, what do you do? I mean, I mean I'm sure you plan most days, but what does a day in the life of a <laughs> rookie ball player look like? We, so we had, like, every fifth day off, like, so we wouldn't do anything that uh -huh. day. But then the days we had games, we would wake up, uh, go to the field around like 11, 1130. They'd have like a little bus to come pick us up. Mm -hmm. And so do that, get ready, eat your food, eat your lunch there. And then if you had early work, whether it was early work defense, early work base running, mm -hmm. early, early work hitting, have that. Or if you don't have that, then you get your lift in. Mm -hmm. They try to get like two to three lifts in a week. And so we would have that. And then after that, you kind of have like a team stretch, team something around like 2, 2.30-ish. Mm. And then do like a team fundamental, whether, whether it was like first and third defenses or pickoff plays, just kind of like having like a spring training within yeah. the season. Right. Okay. And so do that. And then we go into BP, have BP for around 4 o'clock and then go in, eat your pregame meal, whatever it is, shower. And if it's a bus trip, then you go – wherever and it it wasn't very far i think the farthest trip was every hour. game was there was in the area. phoenix area yeah, yeah. so the hour was the furthest trip and so you'd get in there 4 30 leave get there 5 30 and our games were at at six every night okay or mm -hmm. 6 30 whatever it was 
but then that's kind of how we went did that and then game ended get your yeah. post game meal go back to the hotel do it all over again the next day yeah family out the family come out at all yeah they came out did a couple they? times yeah uh-huh. so it was cool just to be able to play in front of them all right how'd you do that first year it how, wasn't how bad it i think that i probably had more expectations for myself just mm-hmm. because it was that the baseball i've been always playing it yeah. but just yeah. Kind of, I couldn't really get in a good like rhythm with it, and I say that not not as a like an excuse with, with not playing every single day. Mm-hmm. And so, I think that I could have maybe if I just kind of sat back and was like, oh, this relax. I think I tried to do a little bit too much mm-hmm. because I knew I was only playing a certain amount of games. And so, but it, I think it was it was good. I learned a lot. You know, there, you mentioned earlier there wasn't a whole. You didn't put a whole lot of pressure on yourself being the, ranked the number one player. Was there any pressure now being such a high draft pick? Did that shift at all, or was it the same mentality? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Just more, more eyes on you, and mm. guys know like how much money you made, how much yeah. of this you're this pick, and so it's. I'd say more so putting pressure on yourself, right, rather than other guys putting pressure on you. Like you want to perform each and every day, but then you got to realize you're not going to perform each yeah. and every day. And I think <laughs> that's whenever I learned that. Where so as in high school baseball, I kind of had a feeling that maybe I had bad nights, obviously, but some nights like a lot better than I had a lot more good nights and bad nights mm-hmm. in, in high school. And so having like those repetitive games where you have bad games are just kind of like, what, what am I doing here? And yeah. so <laughs> that was kind of something I had to get through. Yeah. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you mentioned it. So I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up. Let's, let's get awkward. So the money thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and anybody can look it up what you signed for. But I'm just curious, what's that like at 18 years old to be handed all this money? I asked Darren the same question. Again, that's fascinating to me. What's it like at 18 to be handed life-changing money? I want to take a quick break and thank our partners, Sleep Number, and highlight a couple of things they're doing. Guys, these Sleep Number beds are unreal. The technology that they've created, the feedback that it gives you on your sleep. I've got the app opened up right here. They tell you things like your heart rate, your heart rate variability, your breathing rate. All these type uh, metrics and feedback to give you so that you can improve your quality of sleep. They're all over the place. You can go and check yourself out, a Sleep Number store, wherever you live. Go to sleepnumber.com as well. They've got great resources on there. We just talked about this not too long ago. They have a whole blog section, all these articles, things that you can improve your health. Sleep Number is definitely changing the game when it comes to betting. So get yourself the sleep number, get yourself to sleepnumber.com and check them out. Now back to the episode. I think it's awesome. I think it's the best thing for me, I think, was just I never really because I've seen like in the past and just growing up being kind of gifted around mm-hmm. my dad and everything and just having a lot of things. I didn't really look at it as like I looked at it, yeah, life changing money, mm-hmm. but also it was like this is my my life money to yeah. live the rest of my life. That's kind of yeah. how I pictured it. Like good for you for like my family to come or whatever, and just start to invest that. And that's kind of what I, I did with that. And then just also with giving back to like family, like I'm able to yeah. buy us yeah. cause I've yeah. always got cool yeah. Christmas presents, cool birthday presents. I was like, <laughs> Oh, now I can get my sister's stuff that they actually want. Not right. like, Oh, you get me this and know that I don't have money. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, there's no more. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I couldn't afford it. Knowing, <laughs> that, knowing that mom's going to pay for it or something. Yeah. Like, Oh, you can. So, then, so do you buy dinner? Did you ever buy dinner? Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's the question I have. That's gotta be a good yeah, I feeling. Have, I have. And that's, that's always something awesome. Where I do it a couple of times. Like we're in Aruba, like uh, on a family vacation. Uh-huh. It's just, I think that's cooler than buying yourself something. Just Absolutely. being able to Man. give back and like Christmas. Now I have, 
nieces and, and nephew and uh-huh. being able to get them gifts and stuff. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's did, nice. did that's, you make a big purchase? Was there anything that you went out and kind of splurged on? Yeah, I think my car, my uh-huh. truck I have. There you go. And mm-hmm. then also I got my dad a car, which was We'll just kind of oh, nice. give, give him back. Good for then. you, Pops. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. He's yes, he does. Yeah, he raised this young he's man. A, he's a Brady fan. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, and you know, also, uh, I, I guess one of the questions I would have, like there, there's times you're young at this time and you're playing and you're, you're, you're going through these experiences in Arizona and whatnot. Did you ever look back at it and go, you know, and watch because a lot of your friends are in college at this time. Oh, yeah, you got to be inquisitive of trying to figure out what what's going on with that college life. And mm-hmm. you know, did you ever miss or think that man, I'm missing out on it, on something? Actually, yeah, I looked at look back at that and just thinking like I was never like a big, I'm not a big party guy, mm-hmm. and so that's just how how it is. And so looking at it like oh, I'm missing out on these these guys are whatever, doing this, doing that. But then I, I love the football games. That's mm-hmm. what I loved about the college. Yeah. And that and I'm like, I'm still able to go, can go to football games. Mm. I got the off season, whatever's during right. the football time. And so I look like, it's not a big deal. Like I'm not missing out. I, I never did this. I'm not going to change who I am. And mm-hmm. so I, it wasn't really a big thing for me, just not going to college, going to college. I'm able to be able to still see them and visit them and stuff, which was, it's kind of cool to be able to, Go see the other places if right. I go and visit people. Yeah, so you would be a what a junior in college if you had gone yeah, junior, right now. Yeah. Okay, so all your buddies are still in school and and you still hang out with any of your high, old high school buddies. What are, what are they all up to now? Yeah, I hang out. A lot of them still actually do play baseball and kind of looking okay. to play professional baseball. And then some of them with like uh, like during the summer summer showcases and select mm-hmm. baseball. They're they're playing professional baseball too and those were some of my yeah. close buddies as well and so being able to keep up with those guys but then it's kind of it's interesting like during the off season right when I get home I'm like oh I'm home and then it's just they're not my parents and <laughs> yeah. my yeah. sisters doesn't and feel like home, home anymore <laughs> Thanksgiving happens all everyone comes home whatever whatever and then they're gone I'm like all right yeah and then Christmas so but it's it's good you get your time with them and then so it's 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 a lot yeah. of fun so 2019 Arizona Fall League 2020 pandemic hits and you're not sure. I mean, there there was. Did y'all, did y'all even have a minor league season in the, no, we in had, the pandemic? So I went out to spring training, and uh, I went out early. Actually, I bought a house out there in Arizona as well. Okay, that was another purchase, and so kind of like an investment as well. Mm-hmm. So I have that. I go out there, and then they're kind of my first spring training, and so I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Big leaguers are here. This is this is awesome. Yeah. And so I get there, and and then. Two weeks in, it just shuts down. Wow, like, what's going on? So mm-hmm. we kind of wait around at my house, and and then like three days later, like it's done. We don't. Know so no minor league season at all. Wow. That year. No, no, nothing. Really? And so that happens. I and forgot about that. Go mm-hmm. home for about however many months. My buddy makes a gym in his garage. We're working out there, and then it comes to like June, and they're starting to talk about the season, the big league season coming up, and so. We've been kind of doing like this COVID league with some other big league players that are doing it at a high school field, and we've been kind of trying to keep keep mm-hmm. going because yeah. you never know there might sure. be a season. And then they start talking about, oh, there's a big league, there's a major league season going to happen. And then I get a call saying that I'm invited to the summer camp, which is like spring training, but it's in Kansas City at Kaufman. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to go there. I think it was 60 players got invited, including wow. the big league team. And so got to be around the big league staff, the players, and just learn a lot from those guys. And then that whole summer I was out in Kansas City at our alternate site, and that's where we had, like, we were facing our own guys, but they were our pitching prospects, all the mm-hmm. prospects. So mm-hmm. facing 
like double A, triple A, big league arms mm. every every day. And so wow. where I would probably be in low A, high A starting the season. So, so it's actually right. a good thing. It mm. almost yeah. benefited me in a way. Yeah. And I kind of took that for granted and facing these guys each and every day, learning, learning. And then that's kind of how that, that, that year ended almost – yeah, I guess you could say it benefited me in a way. Wow. Yeah. So what was that like? I mean, seeing the big league arms. <laughs> it was the, the coolest thing was just getting to Kauffman Stadium, just kind of seeing that. And I've been yeah. there a couple when I signed and did some other things. And so just being able to play there, like every day we were playing there, we mm. were doing inter squads at the beginning. And then we, the Astros came and we played them. Mm. That was one of the cooler, cooler things just to like play against the guys you see on TV. Right. And then learning like, oh, I can, I can perform with them. And mm. so – I think that was just the coolest thing, just being around those guys, kind of picking their brain, and then them coming up to you asking questions. That was another mm. thing, like, wow, this is, this is actually happening. Right. And so it was kind of like a one of those moments you just look back and are like, wow, you, you, didn't, you, you're not, you didn't make it, but you kind of made it in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, so that was 2020. It wasn't a true season, and then that leads into 2021, last year, your first true minor league season. Where did you start that year? Started with well in spring training did that mm -hmm. I actually got invited to big league camp. That's right, I remember mm -hmm. that, yeah, mm -hmm. which was awesome. And then that was another moment where like I was kind of just like eye opening. Oh, I'm in big league camp. I'm gonna try to learn as much as I can. But then I start doing well, hit a couple homers here and there, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I can I can perform. And then there's things saying like, oh, he might be able to make the team out of mm -hmm. spring training. Maybe play second base, do this, do that. And so and then a point comes in spring training where I get sent down, and that was another moment sent down to the minor league camp mm -hmm. and that was a moment where it was like wow this is my first time ever to get like sent down in baseball mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. a moment where i've never had this happen right, right. and so it was kind of like am i not doing enough what's what's going on and mm -hmm. so i'm like pushing myself trying to do more i'm like i didn't i thought i did enough like this 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 and then we have another alternate side i do that and i'm still like man i gotta push myself do more and more and more and i they're all those guys kind of they went to triple a first and i was like they put me to double a and so then i was like dang again i didn't mm -hmm. i didn't make it up there with those guys and so like i the first few weeks i started in double a okay in the first few weeks it was just kind of like man i need to do more do more and then i had a talk with one of our guys within the royals organization and i just four hour talk after a game and it just kind of changed changed me with saying just be yourself just be me Keep things simple. That's kind of my mantra. Mm -hmm. Just keep things simple, and just I didn't look what you did in spring training. I look back. Oh, I was able to perform. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't need to change anything. Mm -hmm. It's just. It's just the business side of the game. It yeah. wasn't the right time, as, as they say. And that it's gone, man. Yeah, oh, that's the growth. that's the sucky thing about. And so <laughs> that, that conversation yeah. kind of sparked. Yeah. There's another little spark in me, and that just like be Bobby Witt Jr. Don't mm -hmm. be someone else. Just be yeah. myself. Keep things simple, and then that's whenever. Things started going well right mm. after that. Yeah, I would yeah. say they went well. You ended up the uh, the minor league player of the year. Uh, and I don't remember. What what did you end up, like 30-something home runs, your first true minor? That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. So talk to us about the dark side of minor league baseball, though. Uh, I had a cousin that actually played for, I think, a year and a half in the Tigers organization. He said it is a beating getting on the bus every single night. You're at the stadium eight hours early. You don't know if he was a pitcher, so I don't know if I'm even a player or not. So what's the uh, what's the dark sides of the minor leagues and all the bus rides and the fast food? Yeah, I, I had a kind of kind of nice in a way where our travel wasn't as bad in AA. Mm -hmm. Where we were, were you? Where were Fayetteville, you? Fayetteville, Arkansas, okay. right? Or Spring Springdale, Arkansas, mm -hmm. exactly. And so 
our farthest our furthest travel was down to we came down to Frisco, played there, and it was cool to play in mm -hmm. front of family. And everything. Actually, I went to a couple of your games. Oh, really? yeah, yeah, I came yeah, and was, yeah, came and watched awesome you guys. That's, that's a that. cool stadium and yeah. a cool. Minor league baseball is a cool yeah. like yeah, it's intimate, right? You're close. You're it's a fun event. He was it's the one with his shirt off. With, yeah, I had I had Bobby Witt Jr. Yeah, and across the, my with chest. The nipple rings. <laughs> yeah, that was, I was the guy that said the Powerade. That that was me. <laughs> yeah, so the travel wasn't too bad. Like we went into from Frisco to San Antonio and then San Antonio home. I think that was about twelve hours, and mm -hmm. so we got in at like six in the morning. But mm -hmm. every every Monday we had an off day. Mm. And so those Sunday, those Sunday day games, the long bus trips went into Monday and then you you weren't playing that night. And yeah. I know sometimes you were driving in, doing that, arriving at 8 a.m., getting, getting to the hotel at nine, whatever, mm -hmm. taking a two hour nap and then having a game that night. Luckily I didn't have any, any of those experiences. Uh -huh. And so, and then going to AAA, we flew to a couple places. Oh, bus trips time. weren't bad. And so, yeah, it was, <laughs> It was kind of nice, but some some places there the meal the food was kind of eh, yeah yeah that you didn't you didn't know if you wanted to eat it, but other than that it was good experiences yeah. so for me. So I just been kind of got lucky with Where, that. Where's AAA for you? For Omaha, me? Nebraska. Okay, mm. what is Omaha like? There, we were in actually Papillion, Nebraska, the exact location. There was a lot of corn. <laughs> and cornfields and yeah, you say <laughs> off day like yeah. it's a good thing. Like, what do you do on an off day in Omaha, yeah, Nebraska? We go golf. Golfing was okay. something that okay. we like to do a lot. We yeah. golfed a lot on those those uh, Mondays and got some good food. They had good steaks out in Omaha. Yeah, good, yeah. good spots. And so yeah, so we didn't everything. It wasn't. They say minor league baseball is a, it's a grind. You're playing 120 games in these these whatever these facilities and stuff, but it wasn't. It was great. A yeah. good experience. Did you learn yeah. Spanish? A little bit. I'm getting, Did you? I'm getting there. Getting there? Uh -huh. Yeah, I, can, I feel like I can understand it and can, like, contact with those guys better. And mm -hmm. just I know what they're saying. If, but a lot of those guys, they, they can speak English perfectly, and right. so, which is really cool. Well, at this point, it's probably predominantly Latin Americans on teams, right? I mean, most of the guys are foreign, yeah, foreign we, players, right? Yeah, there's a lot of Latin players and from, yeah, from all over yeah. playing. And so, but all those guys really, uh, they – like the what the royals do they have a a, a lady come in and kind of help them teach english and ah. so they learn mm. that they that's what they do kind of in the azl right where mm. they start and then they start they start in the dsl dominican summer league and then they go to the azl and then they learn learn like the the culture of america and all that mm. stuff and oh, which that's is, awesome it's pretty cool how teams yeah. do that yeah that, those guys that's got to be a bizarre you know because for you it's yeah. different right you're coming from you know hometown in dallas and you're going to play mine but for them they're going to a different country mm -hmm. yeah and the, the language AZL, they don't really speak and when they get to the azl that's that's like they're getting to the big leagues pretty much and it's cool to see them like <laughs> wow, oh, they awesome. got a pair of cleat yeah. Oh, yeah they're just pumped up so it's yeah. really it's it's an eye-opener for sure yeah what sort of perspective has that given you to meet people from different different parts of the world what what does that taught you it kind of just makes you look back and say like how it makes me even more grateful for what I have because they didn't have a lot, but they're, then you look at it, they're still playing the game that you're mm -hmm. playing. Yeah. You're doing the same thing. You're going out there each and every night. You're playing for, for them. You're, he's playing for me. And so just knowing, like, that that's where they came from. Everyone has different backgrounds, but then that's why I look at baseball, and it's, it's just an amazing game. You can't really – you can't explain it without mm – -hmm. got to experience yeah. it to really know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Man, you've had a nice ride, man. Yeah. So the journey's been unbelievable. Yeah. So this year, when does spring training start? It's kind of an unknown right now. Oh, is it? Do the kind of there's a major league lockout, but for oh, the major, oh, that's league, right, that's yeah. right. With the minor league, like I be, being on the forty man roster is whenever 
So like right now, those guys, they can't talk to anyone. But with me, I'm still like not on the 40-man the roster, so I can still talk to all the coaches and everything. Oh, okay. I yeah. really haven't gotten a like true report date when to go, when I'm going to spring training or anything. But I'll head out there some point in February just because I have my place out there mm -hmm. and I can work out at the facility and do that. And yeah. there's some good golf out in Arizona. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, some Perfect good golf, place to be man. right now. You've become a grown man now, haven't you? <laughs> so what's your mind, in your mind right now, yeah, Bobby, you, you're you're right there. You're on the cusp, mm -hmm. and and the expectation is there. I mean, it's not you're not hiding from anybody. I know your dream is to be in the in the majors, and people expect you to be in the majors. So, what is in your thoughts? What is if you could paint this picture this year? What does that look like for you? It's to make the team out of spring training mm -hmm. uh, to start the to, to start the start the year, and they've been kind of the Royals. They've been just in the past losing and I I think I hate losing more than mm -hmm. I love winning and mm -hmm. so just seeing that and I feel like I can help benefit the team and just I'm gonna go up, go out there during whenever the time is time comes and just work work my tail off and just try to prove to them that that I'm the right the right fit for that mm -hmm. spot and so I'm just that's kind of what I've been doing this whole off season, just trying to prepare myself to get ready for 162 two games because that's how many there are yeah. in the big leagues yeah. and so yeah. just try to get myself as ready as possible and hopefully it's not a, a business decision and then hopefully yeah. do well and it's it's not just a business decision I ultimately have to perform and so hopefully right. I go out there perform do my job and try to help the team win as much as possible yeah, that, that's a good answer and that that you know your agent's gonna be happy with that answer but you know this is a podcast you, you, <laughs> you need to say I better be in the major leagues damn it or else I'm quitting I'm, the I, I'm done I'm the dude. <laughs> yeah but look, man, I, I again, it just being around you for so long, man, I'm just so proud of you and where, and where you are right now. But if there's something that you could say, there, because there's so many kids that are listening and parents that are listening, what would you say about your work ethic? Because I know you got a ton of talent, and it's, you've always been gifted. I mean, God gave you a gift to play this game. But talk to these kids about how much it takes, how much work it takes to get to where you are right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, I think at a young age that was instilled in me with, my dad and just teaching me just he always told me just to work hard have fun mm -hmm. stay humble and that's kind of what I took and just kind of try to write my own story with it and so just the work it it it's it's hard it's it's not easy is it lonely at times like yeah. I said like I wasn't I know weekends and stuff like and throughout high school people were going doing this doing that maybe getting into some trouble and mm -hmm. so I, I never wanted to do that and I feel like that took away with some friendships of mm -hmm. people like oh this guy don't, don't even be friends with him. he's not going to go mm -hmm. hang out with you and then so then i think that's another thing is you got to hang around the right people and the mm -hmm. right people that have the same mindset of you just to that want to be great not mm -hmm. only in sports but maybe in life like if you got a entrepreneur in, in mm -hmm. high school or something all oh, you want to he's motivated and mm -hmm. just be around those motivated people and i think that if you do that then that will just kind of help you and mm -hmm. if you have problems you can always go and talk to those people but just with the work like throughout high school I was driving 20 25 minutes before school and just going to this place out in uh, Arlington and mm -hmm. kind of working out there mm -hmm. and doing things and just trying to get my body right and just knowing that it just doesn't take just genetics just to get right. there and so my dad always told like growing up as well like at a, at a young age I was doing forearm exercises because <laughs> yeah. I know that that was going to benefit me when I'm 21 years mm -hmm. old now when I'm 10 but mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was he knew it was right. and so just being able to do that I wish I looked back and kind of took it more seriously mm -hmm. and then I know at times like 
I'll just be on my phone for hours and just scrolling when I know I could be doing other things. And I think that there's some things I regret to do, like that I didn't do that I feel like I could have done more, but then I'm still in this situation because of the other work that I put into. Right. So I think that it kind of, you got to pick and choose, like be, be, be yourself, but also go out, out of your way and try to be mm. disciplined and do, do the right things. That's right. Yeah. Hard work is an interesting and, and a fascinating concept because it, you, you do think like grind and, and long hours and overtime, but I would think, you know, this, this goal of yours, yes, you are working hard. You are putting in hours, but I bet, or you tell me, does it feel difficult or is it more like, no, I, I actually enjoy it. Like I like waking up early and going to Arlington and, and getting extra work in. I like doing these forearm. Like, is it that mentality or does it feel like a grind to have to do all these extra stuff, this extra stuff? More so. I think it's just like the satisfaction you're getting of knowing that you did it, you did your job, and now you're going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's what got me to where I'm at, just knowing that i not only doing this for myself, but I know what my family did in the past, and I want to kind of follow their footsteps and do that. And then there's other guys in the past that you hear stories like, I grew up looking at Dustin Majoria, Derek Jeter, just trying to be like them and just hearing what all the hard work they mm-hmm. put in. And you see these guys, they put in the hard work and look where they're at. They're, yeah. they're Hall of Famers, and so – it's it's not by design. I don't. I think that if you put in the work, things will pay off for sure. And there's always places for you to fit in where if you need to put in the work, like whether it's like if you don't think, oh, I'm not good enough to make the team. Well, if you work hard, you might be able to get in somewhere else on the team or mm-hmm. do something. Like just there's all. I feel like people say like, oh, I'm not good enough for this. I'm not this or that. But there, I feel like there's always there's always a place for some for you. That's right. That's right. Good, man. Well, man, we don't want to hold you. I know the time we've had. We had how long has it been? Goodness Lord. A little over an hour. It feels like we did 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. We got another hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to turn into a black preacher here, and we're going to go for another <laughs> two hours right now. Yeah, uh, I, I'll say this, man. What's most impressive about you is just your mentality, and, and you, obviously you're an unbelievably talented player, but I'm just impressed by, by your dad and your mom and the way they raised you and the mentality that you have the work ethic that you have, the spirit that you have. I mean, it's just, it just exudes off you, man. And it, yeah. it, it's, it's super impressive. And, you know, I told you earlier, we have a mutual friend that you used to know when you were in high school. And that's all he said. He said, not only is he the best player out there on the field, but he's the best person yeah. out there on the field as well. He's just a great kid. That, to me, that's the most impressive thing. Yeah, yeah it's cool to, to watch how good you are at baseball, but I just love the person that you are. You know, just getting to know you this last hour, and that's that's awesome. And he's man. been a fanboy. Let me let's yeah. be honest. That yeah, I was excited let's about that. Is he's probably <laughs> look. He was he was so excited because you know I've always followed you from afar, but Ben is a baseball guy, and yeah. Ben has been talking about. Guy. He's been asking about you. What kind of a guy was Bobby when he was a kid? Blah blah. blah. He's been asking about you for a long time. He's been watching. So uh, I can tell you, man, um, my expectations are what they are right now. They really are. My expectations for who you are is even greater you're a hall of famer man you're Mm -hmm. going to be a hall of famer Mm -hmm. i know that for a fact because i've seen uh the foundation that you have your mom your well your mom your mom (laughs) not your dad your mom (laughs) not your dad your mom but i've seen that family foundation man and and i expect greatness out of you man so it's uh it's been a joy man to watch you brother it really has man and uh, we're not going to stop here, bro. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get you back on, and we're going to see you. Sure. 
Yeah, we can't wait to see how the season goes for you. We're, yep. We got two Kansas City Royal fans here, yep. or whatever. Omaha, what is Omaha? What? They're Storm Chasers. Okay, if you do make that team, Storm Chasers, <laughs> big fans. So that's awesome, man. Well, thanks, man. Thanks again for coming yeah, thank out. Thank you. Thank uh, you for having me. Yeah. Awesome. Appreciate you, Bobby.